looking for you to move among us once again to touch our hearts touch our lives speak to your people comfort us lord strengthen us father god we're just a needy people lord and we have need of you we're so thankful lord though we have great needs we have a great god for our needs we just ask lord that you'd minister to those lord that are away and resting and having a time away father just bless them we pray be with us today in this service in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to Daniel 12 and verse 1. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I know you was maybe expecting Brother Senior this morning, but uh, amen. We, we uh, actually was able to get him and mom away for their 45th anniversary this weekend, and, and uh, he had Made, made the statement to my sister Lydia that he would like to take her off, you know, for, because, you know, let me just say this, since last uh, couple Wednesday nights ago, you know, she came up for prayer and she's just really been battling a lot of things, one hit after another, but since that, that evening, amen, her strength has returned, her heart has returned to fight the battle, and so, amen, you know, and seeing that, we just felt like they needed to get away for this weekend, and so... They're returning today, but we just ask the Lord to give them traveling mercies as well. Amen. So we're here today, amen, to fight the battle. And uh, I want to speak to you this, this morning on a, there shall be a time of trouble. Amen. Let's read it here. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time, Amen. If you would, if you would end there and, and and with that last part of that verse in your mind, it would look very dark. But don't forget, at the beginning, he said, "At that time, Michael shall stand up, Amen." And at that time, thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Amen. We let you be seated this morning. Speaking, there, speaking upon there shall be a time of trouble. And it's very easy to get our eyes on the trouble. It's very easy, you know, many times it's all that this natural eyes will pick up is the worst case scenario, or as we've been speaking on casting down imaginations, your mind always goes seemingly every time to the worst, amen, the worst case, the worst problems, the worst whatever, but you know, I think we're going to deal with that a little bit, but I also want to bring us to another part of in that time of the worst time ever. Michael will stand up. In that time of the worst time of trouble, peep, thy people will be delivered. Amen. And I, and, I want, I, and I think our focus should be upon our deliverance. 
because that's why we're here. Amen. We're not here to go down into defeat. We're not here to go down into death. We're not here to go down, amen, into, into everlasting shame and contempt, but we're here for our deliverance. You know, and I thought it was interesting. I've always thought it interesting that Brother Branham would take for the rapture out of the, for a rapture text, he would take it out of Psalms 27, verse 1. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. So in this time, we can see fear is here. We can see uh, trouble is here. We can see the wicked is here. We can see the enemies are here. But in, the, but in verse 3, though a host shall encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war shall rise against me, and this will I be confident. Even though I've got fear, even though there's things to be afraid of, even though there's wickedness all around us, even though there's enemies and foes that are trying to destroy us of this I will be confident one thing I've desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord to inquire in his temple for in a time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion and the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me he shall set me up upon a rock Amen. What a comfort in the hour that we're living in. Because, you know, I don't believe that the time that we're living in is going to get any better. I, I don't believe that we're ever going to go back to a time that we would consider normal anymore. Normality is, is all gone. Things are progressing very rapidly towards an end time. Amen. Towards the end of all time, towards the end of... But, you know, in that is a very wonderful thing because in the end time, it's also, as we know, the end of strife. It's the end of trouble. It's the end of sickness is the end of amen demonic oppressions amen it's it is an end time but it's not our end time Amen. And you know, and I, I don't want to put that upon us like a fear or dread because for a child of God, there is no end time. It's only our really, truly our beginning. It's our beginning into the eternals. Amen. And our beginning into everlasting life. And this is what he would say in Psalms 37, 39. He would say the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them. Why? Because they trust in him. But we see gross darknesses upon the earth, and we see that it's getting darker and darker and darker as we go on. And spiritually speaking, even in the spiritual realms, it's even getting darker. You know, in political realms, it's getting darker. In every kind of realm around us, amen, physically, spiritually, politically, it's all getting darker and darker and darker as we go further into this world that we're living in. And when we wouldn't think that things would happen in a modern civilization, Amen. It's getting worse and worse and worse. Amen. Why is it? Because gross darkness is upon the people. Amen. Brother Brandon would speak that in Shalom. He would talk about the darkness, the oncoming darkness that is coming upon this world, and it's only getting darker. Amen. It's only getting worse. It's only getting, amen, more crime, more ungodliness, more homosexuality, more perversion. It's only getting worse. Amen. This, this world is no hope. We have no hope in this world. We only have hope in another world to come. And Brother Branham paints a pretty dark picture, but he says, now 
but upon those who have turned to light. Amen. There's more is going to get brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. He said, but those who will not turn to light, there's only one thing that I can say for the coming year. You're going to go into more darkness and the more darkness as the years goes on. But to those who turn to the light, you'll get brighter and brighter until that perfect day that we're looking for is appearing when all darkness will fade away. What a day that'll be. Amen. As the prophet said, gross darkness upon the people and upon the people of the world, gross darkness. But he said, have you noticed in these last years? Now, this is in 64, and we can say it's, it's, uh, it's 100 times even worse than what it was even then. He said, some of you men and women around my age, he said, but you look how each year it seems to get darker. Each year it seems to get darker. Now, I know in 2020, it seemed to be a great leap in the darkness or the terrible or the time of trouble as it was the year before, but I'm not sure sure that the next year won't be another leap. Amen, because it's rapidly, it's a junction that's taken place. It's a darkness that has come upon the earth for to set an atmosphere for something to take place. Amen. And so he said, I've noticed, you know, that amongst the women, he said, you look out on the streets, amongst the women, you watch their desires, the men, you watch their desires, what they like to do. They're changing attitudes all the time. Men are becoming more like women. Women are becoming more like men. Seem like there's no way to stop it. He says, across the nation, preaching the things that I'm preaching, coming back the next year, and it's only worse. It's only worse. He said, them people want to do right, but there's something about it that won't let them do right. It's pressing down upon them. It's a force coming down. He said, it's like a heavy, dark fog upon the whole earth. You know, I was overseas one time, and I was, I was being talked to by a person that was apparently very proud about their country, and they were down in the Americans and how bad the U.S. was. And the prophet of God said this, and the prophet of God said that. I said, yes, I know, amen, America's going to burn. But I said, have you read the Bible? The whole world's going to burn. This whole world is evil. There's not a government here upon this earth that has, amen, a Christian, amen, fortitude about them. There's nothing Christian about this world. Amen. This world is going into, it's plunging into further and further into darkness. He said, it's, and he makes a statement in this message, he says, it's not only in Phoenix, which is where he's, where he's preaching, he said, but it's all over the world. There seems to be just groping darkness that's gathering, getting more dense and more dense all the time. It's trying to smother out real manhood. It's trying to smother out real womanhood. It's trying to smother out Christianity. It's trying to smother out everything that has anything to do with God. Amen. He would speak about it in the world falling apart. He said, our world is in such a sadness right now. It's polluted on every side. There's no other way in the world it'll ever come back to itself again. It can't do it. He said, we better take heed what we're doing in this day that we're living in because the world is again falling apart. Amen. He said, not only in America here, but it's all over the world. Wherever you go, the religious world is falling apart. The political world is falling apart. The world of moral, morals, he said, it ain't, it's just not even no more. He said, there's not even morals. Morals maybe just amongst a few good people. But he said, it's very hard to find. This is in 63. Where are we at now? 
Do you realize today, amen, this year, Brother Branham is going to be gone as long as he was on earth? Yeah, that's what I did. I went, wow. Surely we're in overtime. Surely we're right, we're right at the time, amen, of the coming of the Lord. Amen. Morals are decayed. Politics are decaying. And listen, November the 3rd, no matter which way it goes, is not going to fix anything. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to, it's, it's, it's going into complete delusion and darkness and hell is here upon the earth. Amen. He said, see politics, everything corrupt. The whole thing is sick, is putrefied sores from the head to the feet. The whole world, our political system, our religious system, our moral system, everything we got is gone. And there's no way to get it back together. She's finished. We're at the end of the road. Amen. He said, I know we talk about a long time, but one of these days is going to be past talking about. It's going to be a historical thing. He said, we better find out, and we will find ourselves outside if we don't watch it at this time. He said, the hour that we're living, he said, oh God, the world is falling apart. There hangs in the hangar bombs. There hangs in the hangar exactly things to bring about an end. He said, but... The church is ready. Amen. Amen. She's sealed in. She's ready for the coming. And he said, there's going to be a big outpouring of the spirit that'll grab that church and take her to the skies. So it's not all bad news. Hallelujah. It might be bad news in the paper. It might be bad news on every website, but it's not all bad news. There is a people on this earth that is prepared for a going away. There is a people on this earth that is looking not at the darkness, but looking to the light. There is a people upon this earth that's not looking to the destruction, but looking for her body chain for the rapture that is about to take place. Hallelujah. He said, see what is happening, Christ, and his ministry is in the bride, which is a supernatural body of here's upon this earth. Listen, Christ is still upon the earth. He is in bride form. But he's still doing the works that he did back 2,000 years ago or even 55 years ago. He's still providing. He's still moving. He's still healing. I don't care how dark it is. He's still healing. I don't care how dark it is. He's still raising the dead. I don't care how dark it is. He's still saving the, the lost among us. I don't care how dark it is. He's still here. Hallelujah. The age, this age meets exactly to the signs of one of the things God promised to do in the last days. This church or the bride itself will be ready and will go in a rapture with Jesus. He says, why? Because we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. The world's shaken. Politics is shaken. Listen, I don't, I, I don't know what's about to take place in our, in our own American politics. I'm getting texts from all over the world. Who's going to win? Who's going to do that? I believe that. I don't know who's going to win. I, it don't really matter. As we, as we know, it's all going into darkness. Amen. I don't know how God's going to orchestrate things. Everything is being orchestrated by God for an end time. Don't ever forget he's still in control. 
He's worked all these kingdoms of this earth, amen, are moving according to his own will, amen, to bring about an end time. Amen. Look, look what's happening over in Israel now and all the peace pacts that are taking place. What does the scripture say? They'll say peace, peace, and then sudden destruction. We're talking about a place that's never had peace. Amen. He said, we, but we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. All the world is shaken. Every nation is shaken. They're shaking about coronavirus. We just had the worst day ever in cases. Hospitals are being filled up. People are shaking to their roots. People are shaking on what, what to do. How do I do this? What do I do here? Oh, and, and people are being shaken. Christians are being shaken. People with morals are being shaken. There's nobody exempt. Amen. But we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. Heavens and earth will pass away, but this kingdom will never pass away. He said, I'm so glad tonight to be a part of that kingdom. Just think, he said, listen to this now. This is in 63, the world falling apart. He preached right here in Shreveport, Louisiana. He said, just think, what could you promise yourself today? Can you promise yourself anything? Can you really promise that tomorrow your 401k will be as good as it was today? Can you promise that tomorrow you'll have anything? Amen. He said, what could you promise yourself today in another 10 or 15 years if the world will stand? What it, what, if it does stand, every man in Shreveport, every woman, you'll have to pack a gun on the streets or in your pocket with you to protect yourself. How are you going to stop it? He said, I was in New York. <laughs> I don't even want to go to New York. I was in New York. Listen, we got people that's moving on our street because they're scared of what's taking place over in, in, in Washington and places. People are scared to death. Literally scared to death. Went down there for miles, nothing but teenage hoodlums, earrings in the ear, ratted hair, leotards on, girls with these little bikinis, they call it, out on the street, and the public has given them the right of way. What's the matter with this country? It's a sign of moral decay, a God-rejected nation. Did you catch that? Not a nation that rejected God, and they did, but a God-rejected nation. A God-rejected nation. He said, how can you build up upon the chars of some ruins like that? You're not going to do it when hoodlums are walking the streets and will shoot the president right out of his car. Another night, a roadhouse man up for rackets and everything walked in, jumped before the police force, over a hundred and something standing there, walked right in. Everybody looking at him, pulled out his gun, shot a man in cold blood murder, walked out. He pleaded insane and gets gets to go free. He said, right in our country, a man right in the garage other day, right into a little car dealership, pulls a gun, shoots a man four or five times, pleads insane, they let him go free. It's insanity. This world is insane. You see it everywhere. The whole thing is a bunch of corruption. <laughs> Republicans is a bunch of corruption. Democrats are a bunch of corruption. This whole world's a bunch of corruption. 
Amen. The whole world is guilty. The whole world stands guilty. The church stands guilty before God. No wonder we're falling apart. He said, this is the greatest of second-handed rope. He said, it's the greatest time that anyone or any age ever lived in is this time. It is a great shaking time. It's a troublesome time. You ready for the next part? It's a troublesome time for sinners. But it's a marvelous time for Christians. Hallelujah. Because we know we are packing up and gathering the little last efforts together to go home to meet our Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. People today look around and see great trouble and distress and problems. He said, but I'm looking for the meeting in the air. He goes on, and listen, this is where we're at. He said, a few nights ago, I was talking to someone. These agents that watches and looks at things. Brother Branham, he said, we're just instructed by the government never to advise people anymore to lay down by the wind, away from the window of the floor if a bomb hits. It never goes in, or go, never go in the basement because the new bomb, you know, is radio guided. And he's talking about, listen, we're way past these things now. People, we want to hide from the government, and I just laugh at them. You can't, there's no place to hide. It's impossible to hide. People think they got their little, little place. You can get on Google Earth, and you can go sit right on top of their house. You can see how many dog pens they got, how many chicken pens they got, how many cows is out in the pasture. You can do it. I just was looking at our place. Notice that Google just updated. I can count how many cows they got in the pasture. People think they can hide. There's no place to hide. Amen. You can see it being set up for the tribulation and hunting down the persecuted group of, amen, the foolish virgins. You can see it taking place. There's no place to hide. There's only one place of safety, and that's in the pavilion of Christ. Amen. He said, there, he said see, see, there's bombs hanging everywhere There's that can blow away depths. Amen. Thousands, a hundred, he said, 15 square miles. We're beyond that. Can totally annihilate a city. And just one bomb being dropped, totally annihilate hundreds of square miles, gone, just vaporized to dust. That's where we're at. We're in a time of nuclear warfare that's never been seen before. There's no hope in this world. Amen. He said, there's nothing to do but get ready to take a flight upstairs. That's the only thing to do when them times comes is to get ready to go. There's no hole in the ground of the Savior. There's no amount of food that can keep you. There's no amount of nothing that can take care of you. There's no government government that can protect you. There's only one place we can go, and that's run into the tower. Let's run into the tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous, how many righteous we got here this morning? The righteous run into it and are safe. I'm so glad we have a shelter. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. And no matter how many bombs... No matter how much sickness, we are safe. Did you hear me? 
No matter if there's no hotel, no rooms in a hospital, we're safe. No matter if there's a pandemic after pandemic after pandemic, we're safe. No matter if there's no money, we're safe. No matter if there's no government, we're safe. Hallelujah. I'm glad we have a shelter. He said, I believe if I wasn't a Christian, I would go crazy. That's a, that is the truth. I mean, if I didn't have what I have, I don't know how I'd make it day by day. If all I had was Fox News or CNN or God forbid, if that's all I had, I would be insane. No wonder people are insane. He said, thinking of what might happen at any time, I'd go crazy if I wasn't a Christian. With a house full of little kitties, I wouldn't know what to do if I wasn't a Christian. I'm so glad that I can stand in my house and introduce them. <laughs> oh my. Introduce them to a shelter that no bomb could ever touch. That's shouting grounds right there. Not even the most amazing, whatever kind of bomb, nuclear bomb, mega warhead can never touch. Amen. He said, nothing else can ever touch under the protection of the wings of the Lord Jesus. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That is our protection. He said, what a great glorious time it is to know that in all the sins and all the struggles and all the trials of life will soon be over. It'll be all finished one of these days and we'll be home with the Lord. What time is left to the preaching the gospel and to bring that great tower to as much and as many as we can. But we can read in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. So if we can read the Bible, why are we surprised? People get shocked. Even message people are shocked. And they're only screaming out, pray for our country, pray for our... Brother Branham back in the 60s said he wouldn't even pray for it. Said she's rotten, she's rejected. If you're praying for this country, you're praying for a people that have rejected the Lord. Totally outcast, crucified him again. Had an opportunity, started out as a Christian country. Amen. But listen, what this perilous means. It means... Hard to take. It means hard to bear. Dangerous. Troublesome. Harsh. Fierce. Savage. We're, we're seeing a world turn into a bunch of savages. There's nothing to hold them. They can't, even write, they can't even have a good conversation just to talk about things and work things out. No, it's immediately to the streets. Burn every building down. Destroy everything around them. Makes no sense at all to me, but destroy their own neighborhoods. It's the truth. And it's only going to get worse. Lawlessness. He said, because the men will, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedience to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Have you seen any of this coming to pass? Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, 
despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power there from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambers withstood Moses, so do these who also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith, hard to bear, troublesome, harsh, fierce, savages. God's word is a true witness. We can read the word this morning and say it's true. Never has a time been like the time that we're living in. God's word said in the last days there would be perilous times. Men's hearts would fail them for fear, perplexities of times, distress between nations. There will come a falling away. Men would rise up showing themselves to be big dignitaries and so forth. Would, with power from the church, have a form of godliness, but deny the real power of God. A bunch of church joining, a bunch of creeds, a bunch of dogma. He spoke of a church getting that condition. And we are witnesses that the word of God is fulfilled. Amen. He said, see, what is he? He said, I challenge any man to show me any organization on fire for God, filled with the Holy Ghost, signs following him. Rise and tell me one, anyone. But they're powerless and dead. To where now we got the Pope saying that homosexuals are okay. We shouldn't be surprised. Because she's the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Uh, you know, I was kind of wondering where he'd been all this time. You know, this great leader hadn't hardly said a word through this whole coronavirus. He hadn't heard nothing out of it. First thing he comes out and says, he says that this world of, com- uh, of, uh, of free trade, free trade does not work. We need something different. Then he comes out and says, homosexuals, they're going to be okay. (laughs) Looks terrible around us, Brother Timothy. But he also prophesied. There'd be a real church in that day. (laughs) A little flock. He said there would be and there will be. There will be a people who know their God. The whole world's turning away from him. But there will be a people who know their God and will do exploits. There will be a people with the power of God in her. There will be a people with enough power in them that the lost can come and be saved. Not live in their sins, but be saved. Hello, saved from their sins. If I was drowning, I'd want to be saved. Saved from drowning is not still living in the water. Come on, somebody. Saved from drowning is being taken out of the condition that you're in and being put in a new place. This is what it means to be saved from sins. Not live in your sins, but to be removed from them. And your sins removed from you as far as the east from the west. There is a church that believes in that kind of power. 
There is a church who believes that God still fills with the Holy Ghost, that a man can walk through Satan's Eden and not be defiled from it, but live above it. I know we got fatalism in the message that says, well, we believe in predestination and what will be, will be. Therefore, go ahead and do all the drugs you want and all the drinking you want. That is a bunch of baloney. That's nothing but the lie of the devil speaking out of a lip of a man. There is a power in the church that will take drugs out of a man. I got an amen here. There is a power in the church that will take cigarettes and drop them at your feet, never to hold you anymore. Now, I got a witness here today. There's a power that'll break lust off of lives. There's a power that'll break every kind of spirit off of people. Amen. And unchain them, unhinge them, take it all away. There is a power. And there is a people upon the earth that still believe it. He said it would be. Therefore, it will be. Hallelujah. That'll be turned back to the original. That'll be turned back to the Bible. That'll get away from the organization and denominations and go back to the first. Go back to the original Pentecost. I know there's some in the message don't like to hear that. Go back to the original Pentecost. To the original feeling of the Holy Ghost. To the original power of God. The word testifies that it'll happen. The word prophesies it to be so. Therefore, it will be. There will be a people, he said, in the last days, he talks about it. Let's look at it. Malachi 4. Five and six. Behold, I send unto you. Who's you? I know there's some that don't want to say, they want to say, well, this is just for the Jews. I'm I'm you. (laughs) You don't want to be you, I'll be you. Behold, I will send you, Elijah the prophet, before the coming of the great, and what? Dreadful? It was a dreadful day when he came the first time. Politics was messed up. People were all in up in arms. There's all kind of chaos in the land. And all of a sudden, a star hangs over a place. And people are going about their business and they're so caught up in the darkness and the Romans this and the Romans that and the Romans. And, there's a, and there's this is happening over here and that's happening. You hear what's on Fox News today and what's on CNN. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's a star appear. And there happen to be three men or however many men. We, t- we think maybe three. Who knows how many? Hope there was more than three. But some wise men that saw it said, there's something happening over there. We got to go see what's going on. (laughs) I hope there's a star hanging over evening light that people are saying something's going on there. Hallelujah. I'll be that you before the coming of the great and dreadful day and he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the father. So it's in the Bible. So there there was a turning back in our generation. Look back to where we started. The seed that went in the ground is the seed that's coming out of the ground. 
And therefore, if it's a life that went in the ground, the same life follows all the way through the roots, the tassels, the, all, the, all the shuck, all the, way, all the way back to seed again. And that's where we're at, back to seed again. Therefore, if the same power went in the ground, the same power comes up. The same life goes in the ground, the same life comes up. Hello, somebody. It didn't go down a wheat and come up a cucklebird. No, it goes down a wheat and comes up a wheat. Hallelujah. So the same power that was in the original church is now in the group of people in the last days, and they'll know their God and do exploits. There'll be a witness. They'll recognize when the angel of God is moving through. A couple Wednesday nights, we had that kind of moment. Supernatural move of God. And I'm here to testify from that moment, my mom has never been the same. We can go ahead and rejoice about that because that's a miracle. Little Drew got up here and sang this song with his daddy. Jesus is a way maker. Amen. Let me read you a testimony. Three years now, Drew has had thyroid issues. Been on medicines to control his thyroid levels. In those three years, we've seen two specialists who were baffled how to handle his case. Drew has had a routine lab work to make sure his medicine is balancing his levels. One and a half months ago, I was getting so weary of the appointments and blood work. I told Dad, Brother Tim, well, we need a miracle for Drew. Drew look, uh, Dad looked at me and said, the waters are going to be stirred. And when they are, you'll know it. And you take Drew and you step in it, he's going to have his healing. Last Wednesday, as my brother preached halfway through his sermon, the Spirit of the Lord broke out and he said, the waters are being stirred. You better get in it. I felt like I was pushed out of my seat. I grabbed Drew by the hand. Down the aisle we went. I had no clue at the time. We was only mid-service. I just knew I was not going to miss the waters being troubled and stirred. Today, we took Doc Drew to a new doctor as the one who had been going to had been going to retired after going over three years of charts and recent blood works. He said, Drew looks so good. I believe his body will be able to regulate his own levels. Let's have the med- medicine for now, and let's make a goal to get him completely off this medicine. Yeah. Hallelujah. It doesn't stop there. Drew has small bones and weak muscles just to know that those just know that those will be growing as normal too and the whole body is going to obey the word of Lord and receive a total healing. Jesus is a way maker. If he could take the children of Israel down through a Red Sea and down through a desert with no water and no food, he can take you through coronavirus. He can take you through whatever sickness. He can take you out of sin. He can do all kind of things. He is a way maker. How many here has witnessed him to be? I know he's a way maker. I've witnessed him as a way maker. Jesus was saying, Matthew 13, a sower went forth and sowed seeds and explained that he sowed them upon the earth and the enemy came and sowed tares behind them. That enemy was the devil. And the husbandman, the preacher, said, let's pull them out and take them out. He said, no, no, let them grow together. Now watch. If a seed starts up 
by the side of a, of a weed, they grow together. And he said, when the first shoots come forth, they come forth both ways. Both of them grow and seize together. And he says, see, they're getting both getting bigger and bigger and bigger. He says, we're always complaining. <laughs> I'm about to change this now. We're always complaining about the world and how wicked the world is getting. He said, but don't you forget to realize how much more powerful the church is getting. It ain't just weeds growing. It ain't just devils getting greater seemingly more. All the time the weed is growing. Hallelujah. He said, we're always saying how bad the world is. How the bootleg joints and the whiskey and the legalized drinking and the gambling and the prostitution and everything that's going on. We're always talking about that. But don't fail to look where the church is too. She's moving on up. Signs and wonders appearing everywhere. She's putting out seeds too. We're nearly there. Don't worry. The harvest is soon. He said, what church are you talking about, Brother Brown? The born again church. Yeah, was that Methodist? He said, that's all of us that's born again. Hallelujah. Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, Catholics. How many Methodists we have that came out of there? Just raise your hand. Methodist? Yeah, we got no, we got no, we had one, Brother Hill. Brother Mike Ware, yeah, up there. I knew there was another one. Baptist? Presbyterian, which, by the way, I think Donald Trump said he's not no Presbyterian no more, right? Yesterday he changed. He's now non-denomination. Yeah. Pentecostals, Catholics, whatever you are or whatever you were, if you're born again, you're sons and daughters of God. And he said, if you are born again, we believe in the phenomenal. <laughs> Amen. We believe in divine healing. We believe in the power of God. And we see him working with signs and wonders. He said, but if we're not careful, we always talk about how bad the world is, how wicked the world is. But look how great the church is getting all the time. Hello, somebody. We fail to look at that side. Jesus said, let them grow together. So if the world is getting more wicked and more wicked and more wicked, the church is getting more powerful and more powerful and more powerful. Hallelujah. Therefore, if we see the world where it is, we ought to see the church where she is. And where she is, there's the phenomenal. And where she is, the miracles are taking place. And where she is, the dead are being raised. And where she is, the healing is taking place in the body. And where she is, the sinners are finding their way to Christ. Where she is. So let's just don't go out of here with our heads down. How bad the world's getting. That ain't what this message is about. In the time of trouble, he's standing up. In the time of trouble, his people's going to be delivered. We can see that all the way through the scripture. If we had the time, you, could, you can watch it. Brother Brandon, what he, used, he would use it like this. He said, in the darkest hour, that's when Jesus comes. 
It's got to get dark. Because he's coming as a thief in the night. <laughs> Did you hear me? He's coming as a thief in the night. He didn't say in the day. He said in the night. Dark. Going to come in, catch his people away, and be gone. And the world know nothing about it. Rioting continues on the streets, earthquakes in divers places, all kinds of calamity upon the earth, and it all of a sudden seems to go into turbo three and a half years, worse, 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 until it ends. But meanwhile, where's the bride? <laughs> Hallelujah. Sheltered in the arms of Jesus. So we... We fail sometimes to realize how powerful the church is getting. So don't forget when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise a standard up against it. The winds are blowing. Just set your sails. Move right into the face of the storm. Why do you care what the storm is doing? Who's the captain? He's been through a lot of storms. And he ain't lost a boat. Oh, my God. That ought to make us shout just for a moment to think about the storm. If you just go through your mind, the storm after storm, the darkest hour after darkest hour, and he never lost a person. He never lost a boat. He never lost. He never loses. He never will. He said, all that are mine will come. What confidence he has in his word to speak that, knowing how dark it was going to get. Amen. Knowing how bad it was going to be, how terrible the earth was going to be. But all that are mine will come. But the politics, all that are mine will come. But the problems, all that are mine will come. But the sicknesses and the pandemic, all that are mine will come. <laughs> Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise a standard up against it. You know, some time ago I preached on that. You know, I, I actually found where there, there's several, a lot, back for a long time, theologians are arguing over the translations because they said the comma was put in the wrong place. You know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, they, the Bible says that like a flood, comma, he'll raise a standard. But they said the actual, it should have been when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, he'll raise a standard. Did you, do you understand? But it really doesn't matter where the comma is, the standard's still there. And the standard is greater than any flood the devil's got. The standard will overcome no matter what the devil, as we've been saying through this year, the devil ain't got enough. Amen. The church is getting more and more powerful all the time. Move right into the face of the storm. Why do you care? Who's the captain? He will take care of it. He will tell you once again, don't fear. I'm here with you. He said, I want you to understand as they're talking about the sower again. He said, let them grow together. As the church natural begins to get formal and ungodly, the church spiritual is receiving great gifts and powers from above. So we see the church world, what it's doing. What are we to be receiving? Great gifts and powers from above. 
They're both going into seed. As the world gets more wicked, the church is getting more powerful. He said, I don't mean all this called church. I mean the church, the born-again believers, not by membership, but by one spirit. We're all baptized into one body. He said, I believe the hour's approaching now where missing limbs will be restored. Woo, that's some gifts. That's some power in the church where missing limbs will be restored. The glorious power of the creator in his bride. Listen, if he can make a squirrel appear, not just a limb of a squirrel, but a whole body appear. He could take fish that were, that were in a, a little boy brought for lunch and he could break them apart. And in, and, and, and in that, another piece would appear. Amen. Fully cooked, seasoned, ready to eat, created. You know how hard your problem you have going through, you're going through is to him. That's all it is. Just break it off. Another one's there. Listen, he ain't run out of healing. He ain't run out of joy. He ain't run out of the Holy Ghost. He hasn't run out of power. Just break it off. And there's another piece there. And does this one need healing? Well, here you go. This one needs healing. There's plenty of healing for everybody. There's deliverance for everybody. Listen, there's enough power in the blood of Jesus to save every person on this earth today. There's enough power in the blood of Jesus to heal every person on this earth today. There will be a power put into the church. And now it's coming in that the Holy Spirit will so anoint the people till they will speak the word and it will create itself right before them. Hello, somebody. There'll be a people in the church or people, there's powers coming into the church to anoint a people. They'll speak the word and they'll see it created right before them. He said, we haven't seen powers like coming into the church. He said, I know it for a fact. Say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt in your heart, but believe what you said shall come to pass and you can have what you said. The placing of the church in position where the fullness of the power of the Holy Ghost is in the church, then critics' mouths will be shut. Hallelujah. But we need to set our faith. On one thing, thus saith the Lord. In this darkest hour, we can't set our faith in politics. There's nothing here to save us. We can't set our our faith in, in anything on this earth to do with this earth. Humanly speaking, there's not a human on this earth. There's not a superhuman on this earth that's got enough superpowers or super money or super anything to save this place. She's going down. There's only one place to set our faith. It's on thus saith the Lord. And when you're on thus saith the Lord, no matter what comes, no matter what goes, no matter whether today's easy, tomorrow's hard, the next day they're teasing you, the next day they're making fun of you, the next day they say you're crazy, you endure. 
Because your faith is not on anything around here that's shaken. Your faith is not even on your own mind's ability. Your faith is not on your reasonings and how you got it all figured out. How it's going, oh, I believe it's going to do this, Brother Timothy, and this one's going to win. It's going to turn us over here, and we're going to. You might have it figured out. I don't know. I got one thing I know. Thus saith the Lord. This is where everyone has to stand. Abraham had to stand on one thing. Thus saith the Lord. No matter how dark it got, no matter how troublesome it got, no matter how tempting the temptation took a hold of, it was thus saith the Lord. David had to stand on thus saith the Lord. Elijah had to stand on thus saith the Lord. Where did Jesus stand? On it is written. Thus saith the Lord. It is written. That's the only place we have to stand. God is making it to where people cannot stand upon their own abilities. They cannot depend upon their own, 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 own things they've done, the kingdoms they built, the money they got in their 401ks, the, the retirement plans they got, their retirement, this, this, that, whatever. They cannot stand. You cannot stand on none of that. It don't take but just a little flick in the economies and everything's just gone. I mean, just look what this one sickness has done to the world. Totally, people's wealth has just vanished. Some have gotten greater, but many of them just va vanished. What is happening? He's making it to where you can only stand on one thing. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. Even Jesus, no matter if he was in the storm and the gales knocking the boat from one side to the other, he was or he was standing in the face of a bunch of demons. If, he was, if they was hanging everywhere, it never moved him. He walked right along as calm and quiet as he could be. Why? He was simply unconscious to fear and anything around him. He was standing on thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Walk unconscious to it. Walk unconscious to fear, unconscious to criticism. Walk unconscious to the world. Walk as you walk in Christ. Walk with him, not paying attention to the right hand or the left hand. Did you hear that? The right or the left. Amen. Not paying attention to none of that. If something comes into the church, walk with God. If sickness strikes you, walk with God. If a neighbor don't like you, walk with God. Just keep walking with God. Enoch done that one day to one day he walked with God and he didn't come back home again. Hallelujah. Walk with God. The doctor said you're going to die. Walk with God. Doctor said you can't get well. Walk with God. I, why? God said I will never leave you or forsake you. I'll be with you. And he took that oath, that covenant that he gave you, and he can confirm it with you and just keep walking with him. Oh, you'll have your ups and downs. Don't worry. You'll go through briar patches. It may turn around and seem like, oh, all of a sudden, everything's rosy and nice and cozy. But don't change. Walk with God. In the good times, you walk with God. In the bad times, you walk with God. Whether you're healed or whether you're sick, whether you're up, whether you're down, whether you're discouraged or you're happy as, you, as, a, as a bird, walk with God. 
with thus saith the Lord. Amen. You'll have it. You'll go over sharp rocks, over bluffs, over hillsides, up and down mountains, over waters, but you just keep walking with God. There's so many hills to climb. You've heard the old song, how little it seemed when you get to the end of the road. Just why? Just keep looking at God. Keep walking with God. Amen. God is moving even now. Amen. You may not can see nothing, but don't fear. God is still moving. God is still in the building. God is still in his people. Just as they were at a, at a, you know, Brother Brown will take it in the junctions, and we're at another junction. There's so many junctions that you can go through, but you can go through the, you know, one of the major junctions was when Jesus came upon the earth. That was a major junction. And then now again, as he returns, it's another major junction. But listen to this right here. At every junction, omnipotence speaks. I know everybody else is speaking. Every kind of demon is screaming. What are they trying to do? To keep you from hearing the voice. To clog up your channels and your mind to where you don't hear him when he speaks. When omnipotence speaks, miracles happen. Omnipotence has spoke at every junction. When the church cooled off, omnipotence speaks, miracles take place. This is the junction of all junctions. This is the end time. The end of the whole history of the world is right now at hand. So you can expect omnipotence to speak. Did you hear that? (laughs) Omnipotence spoke the other night. Listen, if I was one of you that walked into the water, I would just be expecting the same news Drew got. Because you was in the same waters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. He says right at the end of the world, history of the world, so you can expect omnipotence to speak. What can we expect, Brother Timothy? What are we expecting out of this election? What are we expecting in the next year? What are we expecting? What what you can expect. You want to hear what you can expect? The greatest and mightiest miracles that's ever happened on the earth will happen in the next few years to come. (laughs) People are so worried. What can we expect? I'm expecting miracles. I'm expecting such a miracle that's going to take place that a body's going to change. All of a sudden, gray hairs are going to fall off. Wrinkles are going to fade away. Bones has been being pulled back down to the earth. Gravity taking their place and pulling you down to the earth. All of a sudden, that's going to change. And you're going to take one step, walk with God. What if the next step was a body change? How many years did Enoch walk? Years. Hundreds of years. He walked with God. But all of a sudden, he's walking, just like he walked every day. Every moment he's walking, going to his job, 
going and doing things as a normal man would do. Having a normal day, but he's walking with God. And this walking with God, don't think every day was a good day. He had bad days. He had rough days. He had days he didn't know if he's going to make it out of. He didn't know if there's going to be another day. But he's just walking with God. Hundred years go by, walking with God. Two hundred years go by, walking with God. Three hundred years go by, walking with God. But that last few months is coming. Last few weeks is coming. Last few days are coming. Last few hours are coming. Last few minutes are coming. Last few seconds are coming. And all of a sudden, and he looks back, and all of a sudden, his old body is no longer there. He's changed. It's a new man again. He put on new clothes. His thinking no longer is fear and dread and worry about what the next day is going to hold. It's all gone because he's walking with God. And sure, it was dark. Sure, there was things taking place. It was a dark time. Don't kid yourself. It was a dark time. It was right at the time of the flood. Evil was everywhere. I mean, even Jesus would say, as it was in the days of Noah. It was terrible. Rough days. Terrible days. But he just walked with God. Went to his job walking with God. Went back home walking with God. Went, went to visit his children walking with God. And all of a sudden, whew, that's what it's going to be like. You're going to get up one morning. You're going to comb your little gray hair or, or, or shave that old bald head. You're going to be walking with God. Going to go about that time. You're going to step out of your house. Oh, got my lunch. Run back and get your lunch. Go back, go back to grab your truck door. And all of a sudden, whew, <laughs> Who's that? Oh, that's that's Grandma. How you do, Grandma? You don't look old no more. Papa, Mama, you you don't look like what I remember you looking like. <laughs> I begin to tell you. Do you realize what day it is? We've come to tell you the King is coming. Where's that darkness at then? Where's that sickness at then? Where's those demons at then? On that day, where are they at? What happened? You was walking with God in a time of trouble like it's never been seen before. There's a people walking with God in a time of trouble that's never been seen before. There's a people saying, yes, any day now. I'm seeing the signpost. I'm seeing the signs of what? It ain't just the signs of a, of, a, of a, a nation just falling off the end of the earth. It ain't the signs of a nation. That's not what my eyes are upon. These are only pointing to something. People are only can see them. But do you realize signs are put there for a reason? To show you something? When you're driving down the road. And all of a sudden, you see a sign that says, stop ahead. What is it doing? It's telling you, just right maybe over this hill, there's a stop sign. You better be prepared to stop. Or if there's a sign that says, you know, has a curve with a little arrow pointing this way. 
is telling you something's ahead. Something's taking place. Amen. And you're not to keep your eye on the sign. You keep your eye on the sign, you're going to fall off the road. You got to realize what the sign is pointing to. And this whole world, don't get your eyes upon the signs. They're only pointing to something. They're pointing to destruction, but not your destruction. They're pointing to a body change. They're letting you know the atmosphere set, the darkness is coming, things are taking place. He's about to appear as a thief in the night. Get ready. It's right before us. Quit looking at the signs and look at what's ahead. What's ahead is the greatest joy we've ever known. Woo, hallelujah. Could you imagine that morning when you take that one last second step? Maybe it was in your kitchen. Maybe you made it to your job. Maybe you made it to your school. Maybe you made it to Shreveport. Maybe I don't know where you might be that morning. But all of a sudden, you just take that one step. All of a sudden, things around you has changed. And you're seeing things like you've never seen them before. You're understanding things like you've never understood it before. And you're seeing the dead in Christ just rise, rose all around. I feel like that's going to be a good day. I feel like there's going to be some shouting and rejoicing and thanking God for his mercy and his grace and his loving kindness. We are at that junction. He said it's the great junction. It's one of the main junctions that's ever happened, the greatest of junctions. We're coming to the time. Talking about, he was even talking about even the junction. Let me back up a little bit. He's talking about the junction when Jesus came, the time when the sin question be settled, the time when the miraculous must make himself fully understand. There's coming a time when men's hearts had to be changed because the laws and the judges and so forth couldn't do it. The blood and goats couldn't do it. Just before that great judgment came, the devil came amongst the preachers and began to say days of miracles are past. There's no such a thing. Same things we've heard in this junction. It's the same time. The angel, at the same time, angels are sent to the earth. And here's this man down there making intercessions for, for the people of God. And a great angel shows up proving the junction of time was at hand. He told him he would bring forth a boy from his wife, which is old and stricken in age. The Bible said Jesus said himself, there's never a man born on the earth like under John for that time. He was a prophet, the greatest there was at that time because it was the greatest junction that God had ever made with the devil. When their paths would cross and in that path, he would strip him and rob him of everything he had. Amen. In every junction, God wins, Satan loses. Hallelujah. John was a prophet. Gabriel was an angel. They were appearing at a junction time. Glory to God. About 33 years before it happened, God started plenty of time to forerun them. A junction time was at hand. Tried to get it away. Tried to get it away. Finally, it killed every, everyone that said anything, but Satan did. He fussed it and began to bring up fusses and try, try to drown it. Unbelievers beginning to wax worse. Satan was trying to help make them miss the junction, but God moved in a miraculous just the same for he's omnipotent he said look what's taking place now as we move to this junction we see John coming up the river 
preaching. He's telling one that's coming, mightier than he, he begins to preach. He begins to talk about Jesus. And all of a sudden, he steps out into the place. And omnipotence was made flesh, and it dwelt among us as he walked the shores of Galilee. The little boat tossed about. He acted like he didn't even pay no attention. Here he's tired, but it came a junction of time. Something had to happen. He put his foot on the bread of the boat and looked up and said, Peace be still. The very creator of the heaven and earth laid that boat and nature had to obey it. Why? When the junction comes, omnipotence speaks and miraculous takes place. Amen. We can see it all the way down in that junction. Miraculous. The leper. Miraculous. Amen. Lazarus in the grave. Omnipotence speaks. Miraculous takes place. It was miraculous after miraculous after miraculous. Why? Omnipotence was speaking. But here we are at our junction. Here we are right now at this time, and we can tell hell is gathering its place. Spirits of every kind is coming in, trying to bring frusts and divisions, and and, uh, sin is rising up on every hand, sickness on every hand. What is it? It's trying to get people to miss a junction. But in the middle of it, omnipotence is going to speak. In the middle of it, there's going to be a spot, a voice that speaks out and says, peace be still. In the middle of it, there's going to be a voice that says, Lazarus, come forth. People are seeing signs and wonders. They're seeing things taking place, but they're scoffing at it. They're mocking at it. They're laughing about it just like they did when at the junction of Noah. Destruction was just before them, and they're laughing, and they're making fun, and they're saying, ha, 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 crazy Noah. Them crazy people believe a prophet who's been gone 55 years. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, Noah believes something that he heard 120 years before. And he just went on walking with God. And all of a sudden, omnipotence spoke. Destruction fell. And millions died. Omnipotence, when it speaks, it'll change you. It'll take a drunkard, cigarette smoker, a runner to the dances, and carry it on like that. But once omnipotence speaks... The miraculous takes place, and it'll change a life that was headed for death and hell back to life again. Omnipotence speaks. Miraculous takes place. It is speaking even today. Omnipotence has spoke, and brain bleeds move away. Omnipotence speaks, and thyroid issues vanish. Doctors don't know what to do with. Omnipotence speaks and cancer vanishes. Omnipotence speaks and alopecia vanishes. Oh, I don't mean it ain't going to come scratching back. But he's defeated. Omnipotence speak. And hearts are changed. Cigarettes fall off. Omnipotence moves. We're at a junction. We ought to be expecting omnipotence to speak. 
We ought to be expecting more than any people on the face of this earth. Miracles to take place. Healings to take place. Deliverances to take place. Parodicals to come home. Spirits of every kind defeated. There ought to be a people on this earth that says, yep, that's my God. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when he speaks, it changes everything. But the devil wants us to get us, get us caught up in just the fog. As Brother Brandon was reading earlier in the message here in, in Shalom, he said, it's like a fog that has just fallen upon the earth. And he said, it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. But in the middle of this, don't worry, he's standing up. And he's delivering his people. You know, think about a story, Brother Branham, up on, up on the mountain there. We know the story, but he gets caught in a fog. And he's so trying to find his way, and he's looking at everything he can try to look at to find his way. Trees, the moss on the road, what side's the moss on? Oh, everything is a woodsman. He said, man, I thought I was a woodsman until I got in that position. He said, I finally realized I don't know anything. He said, I was lost. And I was in such a fog, I couldn't see where I was going. And he actually started on what they call an Indian death walk. As he would walk, and he said, I'm going to go this way, and I'm going to go this way just as hard as I can, and I'm, I'm not going to turn to the right or left, I'm going to go this way. And next thing you know, he'd come right back to the place he started. Right. I, I, I know it's this way. And he'd go, and he'd looking at every sign, trying to figure it out, trying to see how he'd get himself out of the situation. But he said the whole time a voice was speaking to him. I'm the very present help in the time of trouble. I'm a very present help in the time of trouble. I'm a very present help in the time of trouble. Uh, you may be in the fog. We're all in the fog. We're all in this darkness as far as this world's concerned. But don't forget there's a voice. I'm a very present help in the time of trouble. I'm a very present help. In the time of trouble. He said he kept hearing. He thought, man, am I losing my mind? Uh, 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 and finally, he said, I finally come to my realize, realize, hey, somebody's talking to me. He said, he just knelt down and said, God, if this is you. He said, I thought I knew the way out of here. I, I thought I knew how to get out of here, but I'm lost. I need you. You know, that's really all the words God needs to hear. Amen. Lord, I need you. And he said he got up, said his amen, grabbed his stuff, and said, I'm going to head this way. And he sets his course, and he starts walking. And the whole time walking the exact opposite way that he needed to go. He said, but all of a sudden, he felt a hand grab a hold of him. And he said, when he turned, felt that hand, he turned to see who was behind him. He said, there wasn't nobody there. He said, he looked up. And all of a sudden, the fog parted, and he seen Hurricane Mountain. That was the direction he needed to go. Maybe this morning, you've been in the fog, but you could hear the voice, I'm the very present help in the time of trouble. I'm the very present help in the time of trouble. I pray that you can feel that hand upon your heart. Say, hey, child, I got this. This election, I got it. 
This world situation, I got it. Coronavirus, I got it. This whole thing that's going on in this world, it's only working about an end. And it's not your end. At the junction of time, God wins, Satan loses. (laughs) Every time. He's setting up an end. But it's the end of Pharaoh. It's the end of the devil. It's the end of his torments. It's the end of his mind battles. It's the end of his spirits. It wants to come night after night, time after time, and haunt you time after time. He's setting up his end. Omnipotence is going to speak. Say, Lord, let me hear that voice. Let our eyes turn just for a moment and realize there's Hurricane Mountain. There's my way to deliverance. Let's bow our heads. Tons of more stuff. Don't get caught up in the fog. The things around you, the problems that seem to surround you, don't get caught up in that. Look to Jesus and live. May he just cut open the fog for you this morning that you can see that mountain, Mount Zion, that you can see him. I wonder how many could say, Lord, open my eyes that I can see you, Lord, plainly. Lord, forgive me for looking at all the things around me. I want to see Jesus. He's here to meet your need. When omnipotence speaks, lungs are restored, livers are restored, kidneys are restored. When omnipotence speaks, Satan has to turn loose of God's people. It's a time of trouble, yeah. But you're going to be delivered. It's a time of trouble, yeah. But Michael's standing up. It's a time of trouble. But he's never left the ship. He's with you this morning. He's with you. Don't listen to the scoffers. There's been scoffers everywhere. Every age, every junction, there were scoffers. But there came a moment when their mouths were shut. That moment is coming even in this day. They've called you every kind of name. But the only word they're going to have one day for you, after all the fun they've made, after all the laughs they've given you, There's only one word they're going to let her use for you. Gone. They're gone. What did I miss? They're gone. Where's daddy at? He's gone. That's the time we're living in. Let's turn our eyes on Jesus.
these next few weeks, months, years, whatever we have left, keep your eyes on Jesus. Look at Him. Yes, Lord. Oh, let's sing it together. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Oh, yes, turn.